the comic book pit. Okay. Wizard World convention, as uh, that's right. You discussed that was you discussed last week. I was not here. You were the me last week. Kinda. I was. I was all quiet. I was. They yeah. they got me out of my uh, slumber. It's not easy I, with the uh, the OGs, is it? Well, it kind of was. I mean, well, see, the thing was last week when we recorded, I was. I literally woke up ten minutes before. I was supposed to podcast and I still felt a little groggy. Like I didn't like take a nap or anything like that. I was just, I think I dozed off for like 10 minutes, but sometimes, you know, you fall asleep and 10 minutes is all you need. And you're just like, Oh, what happened? You're just trying to put your brain back in order. And then I go on the podcast and I'm just like, Oh, what? (laughs) And I'm, and I didn't have what my usual setup is in front of the computer podcasting on my phone. So, you know, I can look at internet and we can, as we're discussing, I can look up stuff while we're talking about or stuff I can remind myself what I want to talk about as well. And I didn't have any of that. So I was kind of flying blind a little bit as well as groggy. And then I had to roll out and be dad. I listened so, to it. I thought you did fine. Oh, thank you. I particularly enjoyed the uh, noisy microphone part. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was the attic man. I was kind of wondering that, if that, that was going to get picked up. Yeah, that that one that one made me smile in SMH. I'm like, oh, I know what that is. That was funny to read uh, your, old, your, your old co-host. Uh, the Nick Marinos is a uh, his knowingness as well. That also made me smile in SMH. SMH. That's kid. That's what the kids say. The kids say it. Sean Atkins. Shake Meh. my head. Shake my head. Shmeh. Yeah, shmeh. Um, so we're here. Uh, as you heard last week, folks, uh, the comic book pit is going to be all up in the. Uh, the Wizard World Pittsburgh Convention in a scant two weeks, sir. Two weeks. So we probably should uh, figure out what we're going to do. Because um, not only are we there moderating a panel, which they announced, did, did the guys, were you paying attention last week? Did they announce what the panel was? Yeah. Oh, they did? Okay. 
Well, there's there's Wait, been developed. I think they did. I don't think they did. Um, I think they did. I'll, I'll leave that to them. <laughs> I'll, we know what it, you know what it is. I know what it is. Uh, yeah, I know uh, we'll, it is. we'll sit on it until uh, yeah. But that not only that, well, I can, we can divulge here um, a little bit more. Dribs and drabs coming out. Not only are you and the Duke going to be there as artists in Artist Alley and as part of our uh, aforementioned panel, but the Dang and myself have been uh, accepted uh, via press pass. So we'll be there as media covering it for this very program. So there will be a full report. Yes, yay indeed. Which uh, if folks remember when we went to New York Comic Con uh, two years ago, I came back with a interviews episode. Uh, Look for that. And this time it's going to be a little more higher profile then, uh, the indie, you know, we went to New York Comic Con, I put the focus on the indie folks. Uh, Pittsburgh Wizard World Comic Con, uh, setting the sights a bit higher. A bit higher. Because, uh, when the press pass news came in, the wizard was like, hey, if there's any of the celebrity guests you'd like to interview, let us know. I'm like, oh, yes. And, uh, I won't name any names just yet, but I will tell you one that will not happen. And I tried. By trying, I meant I asked and was shot down with a definitive not available. And it was uh, old Jimmy T himself, William Shatner. Couldn't make that oh, happen. Oh, no. Couldn't make oh. that happen. Shatner's not available. I asked. I asked. All right? You know, I, I, I was like, here's a list. And I was like, I was sort of like, well, you know, blah, 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 William Shatner, blah, 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 blah. They're like, Shatner can't do. Like, this one, sure. This one, definitely. I'll get back to you on the others, but Shatner, not going to happen. All right. So they announced today that uh, <laughs> David Duchovny is going to be there. I'm not even going to waste the time emailing. He's going to be there one day. I'm pretty sure he's not going to have time to talk to the comic book pit. He's going to be there to uh, pose for photos and uh, be back on his merry little way. You never know. I suppose, but... Uh, he, you know the what truth I, is out there. The truth is out there. Um, I looked at the list. I'm like, who could I talk to? Like, who would I want to talk to? And more importantly, more importantly than who would I want to talk to, because like, by golly, there's plenty that I would want to talk to. But what would I talk to them about? Like Ernie Hudson. Like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, yeah. So, uh, Ghostbusters, pretty fun, right? Dude, he yeah. totally loves that. Yeah. Like I talked to him. He will give you uh, for a, a, give a lot minute, of sneakies. Uh huh. Yeah, but that's not gonna be. That, I gotta think. I was actually. This. I was really nervous talking to him because I because he was my childhood hero. He was Winston, you know. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, I went up to him. This is after my wife and her friend. I think talked to him for a minute, and then um, I went up to him and I drew like this small sketch I gave him, and I was like. You're like, uh, you know, you were my favorite Ghostbuster, and I know you get that all the time with the Ghostbusters. I did like you in the Crow, though. Because <laughs> 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 like, uh, I didn't see him in Oz, and I think he was in, what was it, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle 2? Yes. It was in, like, some other sequels, and I, yeah, I, I just remember from Ghostbusters and the Crow. That's, and well, I mean, when he does like Steel City, he's dressed up in his Ghostbusters jumpsuit, so I'm sure he's embraced it. 
Yeah. I wonder what he thinks about the new female uh, female well, cast. That's one thing I could have asked because he at one point initially he was quite critical, and then I think he wanted to work, so he changed his tune. So again, what am I going to say? It's like, oh, I didn't, didn't care much for the ladies until uh, you wanted in on the action, right? Walk, walk, walk. And then he just like punched me in the mouth for disrespecting <laughs> the huds. But I uh, know I um I said we'll see what happens. There's one definite one. Like, don't see why not to get back to you. One, not going to happen. Wouldn't have been so cool, though. Can you imagine Sean Atkins? And I I, I was thinking of you, because at first I was like, nah. And then I was like, ah, screw it. Let's just shoot for the moon. So I go, Bill Shatner? No. But can you imagine? Let's just stop and imagine if he had been on the comic book pit. Oh, that would be great. I would be so envious of you because you'd have a chance to interview him. I would, I would so ask him like, uh, Here's instead what I, of asking him like Star Trek or questions, I'd been like, so what was your favorite episode of Star Wars or uh, Twilight Zone or, you know? I, I, I wouldn't, I would not have let it go by without at least once mentioning Rescue Nine One One. Oh, that's right. He was on that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I think my well, question would have been. About the, you should ask him about the what was it, the Kingdom of the Spider? I think yeah, he was I, in. I, I, I'm going to do some research on. Uh, once everyone's confirmed, then I got a bone up. Like, I know, like I, I when I like I said when I looked at the list and made up who I wanted to talk to, I sort of took as like, hey, I figured I'm not going to get like a full hour. I probably got like five minutes if I'm lucky with with these people. So I got like one power question, and then. uh I can, you know, and then that's it. And then, you know, that's fine because it's going to be like a, we'll probably put together like a whole episode again, and then we can just sort of string them together. And what I learned after the last time is don't ask the guests all the same questions because it makes for a really boring episode when you put all the interviews together in one episode. So that's why I'm coming like from different angles with all the different guests, uh, potential guests. And, um, no, I forget where I was going with this, but, um, you shouldn't ask him if you're a duck, what kind of duck would you be? Exactly. Hard-hitting questions. No, but I said, when I look through the list, I think, like, what would I, you know, what's one powerful question that I could bring to this that would be interesting and then, like, you know, then be out? I don't have, like, oh, so you got to do this. Like, that, that was pretty cool, right? Or, like, like, do you remember that time? That was awesome. But, um, no, so uh, looking forward to the uh, more details as they are locked in, and we can discuss them. Again, it'd be I think a little premature to, to put anything out there right now. I uh, I think I told you I text you were in that text message, right? Like I texted you. Was that today or yesterday? I think yesterday. Maybe. See, you guys kind of blew up my phone during work, so I really didn't get a chance to like right. look at them. Well, I kind of skimmed will- through it. Fair enough. I will, uh, we'll discuss it later. Um, but right now we do have more pressing matters, uh, to discuss. There's some news and notes I'd like to bring, uh, to the forefront this week. Some things I'd like to talk about. Um, as you know, Sean, I've been, I've been digging the new DC books, like the new, uh, the new, uh, attitude of the DC books. The, oh. the, as you probably are aware, DC had made a, uh, editorial shift where they decided to get a little more outside the box. Um, after the success of Batgirl, 
uh, DC, you know, said to their creators, go nuts. You know, go, go outside what we normally do, have fun with it. They got creators that weren't the typical like DC house creators and let them go have fun with it. And I really enjoyed it. And according to the news that came out this week, I was the only one that really enjoyed it. Because now we have a new term, Batgirling. That's what they did. This this whole divergent area is what is called Batgirling. In DC, what? DC has uh, issued an editorial mandate to uh, rein in the Batgirling of their titles and get back more towards the uh, standard fare that they are known for. So it looks like hmm. a little tryst with the DC Comics uh, will be coming back to an end. And that's usually how it goes with the DC Comics. I mean, they, uh, for a white hot minute, they're blowing up my uh, pool list. And then before you know it, they're gone. And that's Superman. Looks like we'll be losing the t-shirt and jeans. Batman, I mean, it was always known that Batman was, Bruce Wayne would be back as Batman. They, I don't know, I know Scott uh, reviewed it last week, uh, the, the most recent issue of the Batman, and I don't know if you were there for not, I don't remember. But they, it, No, I, I literally just rolled out as they were talking about Batman 40. Scott Snyder, in a very deft manner, uh, pretty much laid out the, the steps for how to reinsert Bruce Wayne back into the cow. And so he's like, there it is, like big old road sign. Here's where we're going. Here's how we're getting there. But uh, still making it a fun journey on the way. The foreshadowing was just like reached out the page to smack you across the face. Like, this is what's going to happen. Or, or, I mean, maybe not. Maybe just one, one giant red herring. Uh, stay tuned, as they say. But yeah, I thought that was kind of disappointing. And it looks like um, the DC Comics is about two million bucks in the hole. They, uh, they're not doing too well. So look for increased uh, cover prices, more advertisements, and I guess they're going to cut back on page rates. So look for lesser quality. Uh, all all the hallmarks of success in a uh, capitalistic endeavor. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to see this background thing. I'll send you a link to the article I'm, I'm, just, I'm talking about. Here you go. Quite frankly, when DC Comics were looking fun and cool and something I could get into, uh, they don't want me. I'm the only one. So evidently, DC Comics are kind of that stiff and dull style for a reason, because there's apparently a wide enough group of people that like the stiff, dull, boring DC Comics that that's what they go with. So you go with God, DC Comics. I don't know what I'm going with, because we'll find out. I don't know. Marvel's not there. The the all new all different in quite blown up my skirt and uh, that that actually that actually uh, well done Sean uh, leads me into my next point the next thing in news I saw that I thought would be good fodder for this uh, episode and uh, my local my LCS my local comic shop if you will uh, put a little something up on their Facebook page uh, just today a uh, infographic as they're known. Uh, detailing uh, just what requirements are for ordering Marvel's upcoming hip-hop variant covers. You know, this rather yeah, I've been odd hearing promotion. Yeah, some backlash on that. 
Uh, yes, for, for a variety of reasons, namely the, the lack of diversity amongst creators, which is fair. I would be, my, my first question is, what? As it seems rather an odd thing to do, to take your characters and do riffs off of quote-unquote famous hip-hop album covers. I don't get it. Maybe it's not, I'm guessing it's not for me. Someone, someone saw it. Someone was like, hey, this is a good idea. And uh, they're going all out with it, starting in October and running up through February in different Marvel comic books. Um, so I kind of enjoyed them. There's there's a couple of them I really laughed. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah, I guess it's just lost on me. I don't really pay much attention to album covers as is. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything against the, the hip-hops. But... Um, Nice. The hip hops. Yeah, it, it's lost Those on me. Hip hop records. Yeah, the, the hippity hops. Um, it's lost on me. I, I guess I'm not the audience for it. But in the scene, what has the, the comic shops have to go to to get them? Uh, for example, I won't read this whole infographic. Now, maybe we'll post it up somewhere. It's on uh, Phantom of the Attic Monroeville's Facebook page. They they posted this. I'm not sure who made it. Um, but it's up there, and, for example, Amazing Spider-Man number one. Uh, in order to get the hip-hop variant cover, your store has to order one and a half times as many of the regular cover of Spider-Man than usual. Then you're eligible to get a hip-hop cover. So whatever you normally get, 150%. So I guess if you get... Oh man, neither of us are good at math. So what's that mean? If you get 10, you have to buy like 15 to get one. I'm sure you story, we're going to keep this in like tens. Again, folks at home, forgive us for our math. I'm sure people are ruling. I was like, oh my lord. Did I lose you, Sean? I started bringing math into the podcast and you just checked out completely. Uh, uh yeah. Maybe. So let's see. Uh, no, I was actually reading ridiculous, that article. Right? Okay. Then I, mm-hmm. so yeah. Angela, Queen of Hell. You know, the book that everyone's clamoring for. Uh, your store has to order more than twice as many Angela number one regular covers than a previous Angela issue, which it's the first issue. I don't know how that worked, but fine. Um, then they can order some hip hop covers. So if whatever, that I guess. Pretty elaborate just to get some hip hop variant covers. Yeah, it sounds like you have to buy a lot of crap just to get a little bit of not so much crap. Oh, but that's not where it yeah, is. Yeah, why don't you just have that more available? But it's like, I want this variant cover of, you know, the Chronic. Or they want to actually, one of one of my favorite one was um, they did an Ant Man cover, but it was um, Ready to Notorious die. B.I.G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That was funny. <laughs> well, if your store wants to get that cover, Sean Atkins. Mm. Your store has to order the regular cover in quantity exceeding 125% of their order for the previous Ant-Man. Then they can order some of the hip-hop covers. So 120, so you got to order what you got before, and then, I don't know if that means, and then 25% more of, so you have to order, you have X, and X 20, I don't know. I'm sorry, someone at home, write in and tell us exactly how this math works. I think it means... You have to order the same amount and then plus. Like, like 125% is like if I ordered 10, then I must order now 12, I think. 
But uh, again, someone please throw us a bone because we are not math majors here by any stretch. Uh, but here's in one uh, just a uh, the new Doctor Strange, which uh, has a cover that uh, is a take off uh, Doctor Dre's The Chronic. Because <laughs> they're both doctors. Your store has to order the regular cover of Doctor Strange in quantity exceeding 175% of their order for Thor's number two. You know that book that was just blowing the roof off your brick and mortar shops, the Thor's? Then, mm-hmm. so 175%. So, but again, how many Thor's did you buy? Well, we bought two, so I guess we got to buy seven. I don't know. Doctor Strange's. But still, it's it, this is how, and then Marvel will be like, look how many books we sold, because you know when they count that part of it, when they count the ratings, if you will, or how well books sold, it's not how did folks like you, me, or little Tommy go and buy them from their stores or at their spinner rack or what have you. It's how many did the stores buy from Marvel, and that's it, because that's it after when sold. And so it, it's kind of like a false metric because it doesn't account for how many stacks of these things are going to be sitting in back issue bins for like the next 20 years. And Marvel like, look at us, how great we are. It's like stores are chasing these variants, which they can sell at a markup. But still, I think when you buy a gaggle of Karnak number ones, your store has to order the regular cover of Karnak. So you got a regular cover of Karnak exceeding twice that of their order for Ms. Marvel. So, like, oh, you want that Karnak variant? Well, how many Ms. Marvels did you buy? Double that for Karnak, and then you can get this cover. So now you're just going to have, like, all these Karnaks. I mean, hey, maybe Karnak's, like, the next big thing, and, you know, you know it's a license to print money. But I'm doubting that. So you're going to well, on all these Karnaks. He does, uh, he does have the, ju- uh, the judo. So. Well, it better be that good judo. And I noticed it's these... These ones that are like, you must buy a thousand percent more is like the ones that don't have a prayer, a wing or a prayer. But yeah, so that's, and then Marvel will be like, oh, we're so awesome, we sold all these books. Meanwhile, no, they're just going to be sitting in, in boxes and putting stores out of business because they have to buy all these books just so they can get like a handful of the hip-hop variant ones. And when they t- sell them at the markup, it probably will cover, you know, what they spent. Just to get them. Uh, I think we have some yeah. we have some store owners uh, out there in the audience. Please write in and tell us a how horrible our math is, and b I think I got the point down. You know, my math may be off, but I, I still get the gist. You gotta go chasing a lot of bad just to get a little bit of good. And quite frankly, I'm pretty sure they they probably won't. Maybe some of them know. might just. So we'll put it out there. If anybody out there does own a comic book store and has to go chasing a bunch of bad to get a little bit of good, uh, share with us your tales of woe. And uh, we will discuss it here on the air. I mean, it could be kind of interesting. Or maybe it would be uh, a rarity, you know, that in a couple of years it might actually be worth something. I mean, that, but that, that remember the 90s, Sean Atkins? Well, that was just more of like, here's a whole bunch of stuff, and they all, they, like, there's a whole mess of, like, silver foil covers and all that right, stuff, yeah. like, in an abundance. Like, you yeah. can go in your shop, you know this, in your quarter bin, and, you know, find one. 
But maybe, you know, these hip-hop variants, if no one gets them, maybe a few comic shop get them, then it's a lot less. So in a couple years, if the demand is there, maybe there'll be more uh, more money. I'm not sure. I might have just blown that all out of my butt. I'm not say, I think it's a bunch of hooey that they have to climb over all these hurdles just to get a variant cover, but... Well, here's one that just caught me off guard. Um, Howling Commandos a Shield. Uh, mm-hmm. In order to get your to get the hip hop variant cover, uh, your store has to order the regular cover in quantity exceeding 150 percent, 150 percent of their order for Mrs. Deadpool. Then they can order the hip hop cover. What what the hell is Mrs. Deadpool? I missed that book. Maybe a new book that's coming out. <laughs> it's uh, uh, to bring back an old phrase, wackadoo. And what the hell is Mrs. Deadpool? How many bites of the apple can you possibly take? So that's related to Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. Deadpool and the Howling Commandos. Do I even want? It might be there. Uh, it might be that that Lady Deadpool I've seen before. She doesn't even look like Deadpool. She's like, I know which one you're talking about, but this isn't, this isn't her. It's like a Secret oh, Wars book. That just looks awful. My God, they'll just crap on pages and like, here you go, slip between some Mylar. We're Marvel. We're awesome. Anyway, so those are two things I saw in the, in, in the world of comics themselves. Like, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, the, not the actual, like, oh man, then Batman punched this dude in the face and it was awesome. Yeah, a little, a little more, uh, meatier than what we normally talk about. But, uh, back to the regularly scheduled program of Batman punching someone in the face and it being awesome. I did read a comic book last week. I read a couple, but there's a one. A comic book? Yeah, from, uh, after I just got done dumping on Marvel. And here's my hypocrisy and I'm just as much part of the problem. I read, uh, the Secret Wars number five, and I bought the variant cover because uh, it's the toys, the old Secret War toys, and it's the Falcon. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy it. You know, I don't think they're that hard to chase because they're like right there on the shelf, and they only have to mark them up a dollar. Um, I'm enjoying the Secret Wars book, and this is the one where the Marvel Universe went kablooey. Doctor Doom with the power of the Beyonders put it all back together in his image. And uh, I don't know if you're aware, but there was a a boat, like almost a literal boat of uh, heroes from the old reality that escaped all this and then have uh, landed on uh, Battleworld, is what they seem to be calling it, uh, inexplicably. And so now Doom's little uh, hold on reality is challenged because these folks who remember the time before the time of Battleworld uh, throw the whole reality Doom's created into turmoil. And uh, not only do you get Reed Richards, you know, Doom's mortal enemy, you also get Ultimate Reed Richards, which I guess would be Doom's ultimate mortal enemy. And this is... Like multiples of them, or just... Well, the ultimate. One the more. one from the ultimate world. Because, like, the ultimate world and the, the one we know and love mushed together, and everything went kablooey. It, uh, I do it. It is a lot yeah. of fun. It looks beautiful. The artwork on here is definitely... Top notch. Probably why the book's running behind schedule, but hey, it happens. Esad Rebic just doing a masterful job on it. 
And it is a fun story to see the characters in this, you know, wacky upside down world and and the drama of it all, which really sets a silly backdrop. I think that's what I enjoy about these types of comics, is just the earnestness in which they treat such absurd concepts. And this one is when the Molecule Man, the next big character to come from the House of Ideas, uh, is like the whole, like, had the power behind it. Like, evidently the Molecule man, Mans of the of the multiverse were all, like, forged by the Beyonders with some sort of superpower that allowed them to, like, undo reality or some nonsense. Get just ridiculous stuff. Um, that looks pretty and is fun to read about. Well, the Molecule Man is a very powerful man. Yeah, he's so powerful he can, like, make universes. So, like, Dr. Doom, I like, use him. Yeah, yeah, go figure, right? No, what's cool is, like, so there was, like, this band of heroes who, like, they said they were discovered, and, like, Doc Strange, before he was, quote, unquote, killed, his last act was to disperse them amongst the battle world. Because that Doom was going to lay waste to him. Because in a previous issue, he did, uh, he snapped Cyclops' neck. It's pretty crazy. Cyclops Jeez. had, yeah, Cyclops had the Phoenix power in him again. And he was challenging, uh, old Victor. And, uh, Victor is not one to be trifled with. And snapped old Scotty's neck. Like it was balsa wood. And that's when old Doc Strange <laughs> just bamped everyone to the different corners of the battle world. I'll be honest, part of me's hoping that's like, this is it. Get the heck out of here. He killed Cyclops. The I, man got laser eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's a phoenix. So he's got, like, laser eyes and he's a flaming bird all wrapped into one. And done. Um, I do sort of hope someone ends up in the uh, Scotty Young Little A versus Little X universe. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's not going to be Thanos. They showed where Thanos is at. He's in, like, in the 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 realm outside, like, this wall. Which uh, the the popular notion, John, is that there's this wall that like surrounds like Doom's like town or whatever, and outside the wall like the Marvel zombies and stuff like that. And the uh, the idea is that this wall is the thing. It's what Doctor Doom did with the thing, because he made he made Sue his his wife, and the kids are like quote unquote his kids. Johnny is the son. Because he was, really? was blaspheming a little bit, so Doom turned him into the sun in this universe. Reed obviously didn't make Oh, you mean like the sun, like the yeah, sun yeah, coming sun down. The sky, like the sun in the sky okay. is human torch, like super flaring. Okay. And Reed was in the uh, the lifeboat. So Reed was like outside of reality when it went all kablooey. It was a very touching moment. Because the yeah. first issue of Secret Wars was like, holy crap, they just killed off like the whole Fantastic Four except for Reed Richards. And then come to find out, Doom just, you know, Brought everybody back, and so the but there's no the thing you don't see old Ben Grimm around, and so and then when you look at this wall that like protects the world from the outside, which is where like the Marvel zombies are at and stuff, Mm. um, it does have that rocky formation. The lines are there of the thing. The rocky orange formation. (laughs) You know the little lines or the little octagons and whatnot that make up the thing. Yeah, you see the lines there. So I get it's it's just a, a dopey notion being done with such earnestness that it's like oh this is fun to read, um, and it was meant to be eight issues. It's already late, and so they added a ninth, and uh, so this series will end in sometime in 2023, and then you'll have the all new, all different Marvel. Oh well, yeah, so I guess all- that'll line up with their uh, film slate. Yeah, it's phase seven. <laughs> 
But, you know, I, I, I do speak in somewhat dismissive terms, but it's a fun read. If it wasn't, I wouldn't bother with it, but it's, it, it is fun. But here's the thing, like, once this is all over, it's like, eh, is it kind of like my, uh, my, my last dance with Marvel? I'm not gonna, I don't, I look at what's coming down the pike and I was like, eh, not so much really doing it for me. And then DC, I thought DC was gonna be my answer, but DC doesn't seem to be doing it either, so. I'm just kind of amazed they don't have, um, uh, new Fantastic Four. I mean, I'm not amazed. Give it a minute. But I am kind of amazed. Yeah. Cause I'm like, alright, well, because Fox owns Fantastic Four right now, that means no comic books. I mean, they said, I, I think they did say the reason they canceled it was just poor sales. And uh, true, but I don't know. It didn't seem, it, it seemed like one of those type of books, like no matter what, it's always going to be happening. Like I remember Iron Man in the nineties. I don't think that was ever really a good seller, you know, Yeah. they still kept it going. Like it made enough to still survive. It just meant that it didn't get any of the good artists. I don't know. I don't either. But I, you read a book this week. I did actually. I read several. I, I actually talked about this on the last episode uh, of Vel- uh, about Velvet. Basically, after I got off the phone, or <laughs> off the podcast of the last episode, I was like, man, I really need to find out more about what happened to Velvet. So I ended up just the last four days just reading like three, four, five, and six, I believe, of it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was. And just great. to refresh, uh, Velvet is the story that, uh, to put it in elevator pitchy term, Money Penny as Bond and Go. Yeah. Yes. It's Money Penny as Bond. Or no, it's imagine if it's imagine if Bond's universe it was Money Penny investigating James Bond's death, and it turns out that Money Penny was a lot more than we all know her as. as right. Bad. You're back. You're the one that went away. Nope, you went away. It was funny. Your signal just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and then it just went bloop. Um, so Velvet, it's, it's well, Money Penny is like this kick-ass super spy who's avenging the death of her James Bond, and go. Not necessarily. It's like she wants to know. I mean, she avenges him a couple times, like how. You know, he was a very good friend and an agent, and plus, you know, a little, a little bit more, you know. But I don't know if you'd say it's Benjamin. I guess she just really wants to know what happened to this really good agent. Okay. And so far, it's been, like, ups and downs. You find out that, um, like, how she was trained by this one lady uh, in the 40s, and then... You find out spoilers. You find out why she had, like, why she went behind the desk for 20 years, for 20, yeah, about 20 years. It takes place in the uh, early 70s, and she stopped doing her super spy stuff, like in 56. So you find out that she had to kill her own husband, her newly wed husband, and it's just, it's great. And she does all this stuff. She's like. It's, just, it's the perfect spy thriller. So. Cool. Yeah. And, the artwork's still you first. So you're enjoying it, obviously, and then Steve Epting is the artist. You were about ready to comment on that. Yeah. Uh, you know what? His his work actually rubbed up on me. I like I I really enjoy it. It's 
his panel layouts I've really started to enjoy and his covers are really neat too, I might add. Oh that's that's pretty keen. I know we had some more things to discuss. Uh besides reading Velvet, I've been getting into this one podcast. It's a, I think it's a popular podcast because I'm at the part where there's I'm still haven't caught up, but they uh I'm at the part where they're like, Oh yes, we're talking about this and we're doing this. Uh it's called the Arkham Sessions where this psychologist will actually, I don't know what you want to call it, like her and a friend will diagnose episodes of Batman the Animated Series. And so, like, you'll have discussions about, like, how, like, how Batman is, uh, antisocial. Like, it, they go a lot more depth than what I'm describing here. So it's like a, an analysis of Batman's kind of personality? Yeah, Batman, the whole rogues gallery, even like the episodes that don't have his rogues in there, like um, with uh, the Joker, there was an episode of Batman where uh, Mayor Hill compares Batman with the Joker. He's like, you know, Batman's no worse than the Joker and Joker gets wind and he goes to Mayor Hill's house uh, disguised as a, a different friendlier clown. And this kid. Oh, you mean Jocko? Yeah, that episode. And so they talk about like how, uh, the Joker stays in his makeup. He doesn't want to frighten the kid. He actually, you know, wants to be with the kid and everything like that. And it's interesting. I'm actually, I'm not describing it as well as I should be because it's such a, a neat, it's such a great, uh, podcast. Besides this one, of course. This is that one's second. This one's first. Of course. <laughs> Of course, of course. So, yeah. And uh, it's by Dr. Andrea Letamendi, who is actually, like, you know, a psychological person. Like, they, that's her job. She does that type of stuff. And some dude named Brian Ward, who I think is, like, I don't know what he does. So, but either way, it's pretty nice. It, it's been pretty interesting. They bring up like interesting topics on each episode, and I never thought about some of the stuff. So that's very cool. There you go. And it's called uh, the Arkham Sessions, correct? Check it out. Called the Arkham Sessions. You can find it on Stitcher under that name. I'm actually at their website now, so I kind of like my little quick notes to see what they're talking about. I guess the website is called under the mask online.com slash the Arkham sessions. But I guess if you just type in Arkham sessions, it'll pop up as well. It's good. I, I definitely would suggest to listen. Yeah. Right on. We'll get on that. And um, I think a closing note uh, before we go, I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week, but uh, you, me, I believe the Duke amongst many others will be represented in that new exhibit. That'll be opening up at the tunes EM. I believe the the soft open, soft open, is uh, next Friday, September fourth. Yes, uh, and it's the uh, the drawn in Pittsburgh uh, exhibit. That don't know if we mentioned this on the air or not before, but we'll mention it now just to be just to get it out there. Basically, uh, pieces of sequential work from artists within the uh, the greater Pittsburgh area. All will be featured at the Toonsium, including myself, yourself, and Duke self. I'm sure other friends of the show, various, will be out there. I'm not even sure who the whole list is right now. I, I would imagine. I so. too don't know who's going to be there. It, it, be surprised like me and Sean and head down no. to the Toonsium. 
uh, over the next couple weeks and check out uh, the Drawn in Pittsburgh exhibit. I'll be honest, I'm surprised that they took the one that they took. Um, it's a piece from the very first issue of uh, Incrediman. One that obviously I liked enough that I was like, hey, how about this one? But uh, I'll be honest, it was not the one that I thought would get picked. Certainly would not have been number one on my list of the ones submitted. But uh, hey, hey, it's what happens, right? It should be interesting. I look forward to seeing it. And uh, if all goes well, I think I'll be able to take my parents to see it, too. Oh, unfortunately, my mom won't be in. Aw. Martha. How do you know my mom's name? I know your mom. We're down. That's kind of gross. No, we're not. I don't I don't know your mother personally, but I I know her. Uh, she likes things on Facebook that I, I post on your page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, I didn't know that, but yeah. Well, I get the notifications. You get notifications that my mom does stuff? Uh, because yeah. I, it's stuff that I posted onto your page, and so it tells me. So we better get out of here because this is no one came to listen to this. Exit. Go to the two. Yes, yeah, I'm Jared Guy. Listen to the Arkham sessions. Everything is pretty good. Read Velvet. Read Secret Wars, if you want. Just do uh, it. Man, come visit us at the Wizard World. Yeah, just do yourself a favor. Read those books now. Just do it. it you know, turn in the slips. Get a Pizza Hut pizza. It'll be fun. Let's get Bill and Ted's Bogut's Journey from Pizza Hut. There you go. Was that a book or a comic? It was the DVD. Oh, neither. All right. Well, this has been the Comic Book Pit uh, number 214. I am Jared. And I am Sean. That's it. Just Sean. Oh.